What's up, guys? Hey, man. I haven't seen you in so long. Let's talk about you and college basketball because you are in the Big 12 tournament. Going to beat potentially Spencer's Texas Longhorns in the Big 12 championship and then go on to the tournament. Where, where are you right now? Where is this taking place? Uh, I am in my hotel room in Kansas City, Missouri. I had to make sure I wasn't in Kansas City, Kansas, but it is it is Missouri. So, Big 12 tournament. With the hotel, like, I love being in a hotel, but, like, I always feel like athletes complain about it. Like, do you not like being in a hotel for your games? Um, it, it's people who like being in hotels. Uh, I shouldn't say that because you travel quite a bit, but, like, when it's during the season and you have a whole – you know, your whole life is based in one town for me, like Morgantown. And twice a week, there's a potential for you to have to quick pack up, get on a plane, fly somewhere, get into a hotel late, eat, you know, shitty hotel food, um, and then stay in there for like 24 hours and then leave. Hotels get kind of like boring and not, not yeah. a place you want to be. And... <laughs> The optics for COVID make this whole hotel situation even like more annoying because usually Emmett is in here and he's not. Even... Sorry, that's my academic advisor calling me about study hall. But anyways, um, more important things going on right now. Uh, so Emmett's normally in here with me, but because of COVID and he stayed with me all year, but because of COVID, this champion, this like tournament series is going to be everybody gets their own hotel room. So I have two clean beds and a full room. We have the whole floor. Nobody else is even allowed in the hotel, like in terms of staying. Um, if you're not a team, if you're not part of an organization in the Big 12, then you can't you can't book a room in the in this Marriott. And, and are the college trips like oh, go ahead, Spen. are all the Big 12 teams in the same hotel? Like, are all of you guys, like, running into each other in the same Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so we all eat on the same floor. Uh, we all eat on the same floor. We all see each other. Um, oh, yeah, it, it's – there's always, like, potential for uh, confrontation, but there's never – it's just a weird tension every time you get off the elevator. But then again, we've all seen each other so much. It's just like – I don't know. It's not, a, it's not as, as weird as you might think it may be. But yeah, we're all a, right now. When it's not COVID, like, are your road trips like an AAU event? At all? Like, are you are an AAU tournament? Like, are you guys like having fun in the hotel rooms and messing around? Or like, it's like business now that you're in college. Like, it's it's boring. It's boring to be real honest with you. Like, as a as a like eighth grader through your, your senior year, you're going through recruiting and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go to this school and it's going to be so much fun. Look at how much they travel. You know, you're following guys on Instagram and they're posting these different cities and, and planes and this and that, but it's a drag. It's a drag to get on a plane and all this and, uh, you know, have to worry about, like I said, once a week, you're flying across the country. You're away from your family. It's, it's tough, man. It's not all. It's not all it's kind of chopped up to be in the media, but I don't know. There, there are definitely like good moments and fun times with your team, but it's not AU. If you're playing AU basketball right now, cherish those tournaments, cherish those moments because you don't get a lot of those in, in college. This is business. Guys are, you know, a little bit different. Relationships are different. You know we, what I mean? When you're in a workplace and competing, it's we different. We talked about your, your uh, craziest high school days, AU days. What's your best AU story? Like your favorite moment on or off the court, like best, like Vegas trip or what happened, something, something on the AAU circuit that you'll live with forever. I almost got arrested in Carmel, Indiana. Wait, what? <laughs> Dude, it was my go-to. Okay, so I almost get arrested in Carmel, Indiana. I'll leave, I'll leave uh, the other names out of this story, but we're playing AAU. Wait, if it's Tyler Hero, can you include it? No, Tyler's not here. Carmel? Actually, Tyler okay, might have been time. on. The, Tyler <laughs> might have been on the younger team at this time, um, but it it wasn't him. Uh, okay, so we don't have a headline. Tyler Hero and Jordan McCabe almost got arrested. Copy. Go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> I don't even know if this is gonna make the cut. I still have to decide if I want this to be aired. But if it does, who cares? Uh, you do stupid shit when you're young. I can't remember how old I was. 
when are you the most rebellious? Like seventh, sixth, seventh grade, you're just like an automatic. Like, you know what I mean? They're just like the worst kind of people. I mean, you've yeah, so, just like gone on Ellen and stuff. So like, yes, I think that was probably your age. No, I didn't just go on Ellen. I went on Ellen when I was like 10, but okay. <laughs> seventh, like probably sixth grade, seventh grade. Blame it on all the hormones, me making this decision. But anyways, Carmel, Indiana, we go to this tournament. Um, there's a there's a highway next to uh, the hotel. And there, for some reason, um, me and like, probably a handful of our teammates at the time went out and grabbed rocks. Like we were some, like, I don't know, we grabbed rocks and we would wait till semis would drive by and we would try to hit, we would try to hit these semis, the, the back of the semis, like the trailer. Uh, so we did that. And then we went inside, went to a game and then we got done with the game. Nothing happened. And I told two, of my close buddies on the team, like, hey, let's go, let's go back and throw rocks at semis. This is like, like, I don't know how my brain at the time didn't be like, you're an idiot. This is extremely dangerous and potentially could end up really, really bad. But I said, let's go back out and, and do this again. So we go back out. Now it's dark. Okay. And there's one street light. And um, that's when the, the trucks will come into view. And then there's, there's trees on the left side. So we can't see them coming, right? It's like right when they get under the light, you got to decide whether you're throwing it or not. So we do a semi a few times. One of my teammates then all of a sudden throws it and a semi shifted lanes and there was a, there was a car. So this is extremely dangerous and not okay. But not only was it a car, as it comes in the light, I'll never remember it or forget it. It's like slow motion. He throws it like a little, like small rock, but not okay. Throws it and it's a cop. And it hits, you hear the pink of the side of like the aluminum door or whatever. And he immediately exits. So like he knows like kind of where it came from or saw my buddy running back and he exits and we immediately run into the hotel and we get in and we go on the exercise, exercise room. This was our grand plan was like, shit, this is not good. That was a cop. He pulled into the, the parking lot and we're like, let's go in the exercise room and just do dumb shit and go on the ellipticals and think, you know, maybe he'll think we weren't outside. We do that for a little bit. And then we're like, okay, I think he's gone. Let's go up to my buddy's room. We go up to my buddy's room. And all of a sudden we get a group text from our coach and he's like, Hey, I need everybody down in the lobby right now. So we're like, okay, this isn't great. Let's just keep it together though. Let's just, let's keep it together. So we go down to the lobby and we're like, maybe it's not the cop. Maybe we're going to like go over scouting. Not sure as shit. The cop standing in, in the uh, lobby of this hotel. And then it was like slight panic mode. And now my dad's here and my dad's a bigger guy. You know, he's, he's a stout dude um, and he gets angry. So when he found out that I was whittled down, like everybody else had an alibi, boom, 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 boom. Here I was with an adult saying they were there, you know, that this is where they were. So like seven kids got alibis and me and my two buddies, us three, no alibi. Where, where the fuck were you? what's going on and now the cops like okay let me talk to you three so he pulls us three over and we're in middle school so we're just like never thought it would get to this point Damn, you snitched. anything you definitely snitched oh this is important this speaks to my character <laughs> this speaks to my character and my buddy's character wait to hear this shit so there's a cop me and my two buddies and our parents are standing behind us and he's talking blah 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 this could if i wanted to turn out to, you know, I could take you downtown right now. We could book you. I could send you to a juvenile correction center for like uh, processing all this stuff. I'll never forget. I'm scared out of my goddamn mind. And I'm just sitting there and he's like, who threw the rock? That became the ultimate question. Who threw the rock? I didn't throw the rock. I swear to God, I'm across my heart, hope to die. I didn't throw the rock that hit the cop. I threw other rocks in the past, but that's not the point. My buddy who threw the rock didn't say anything. I'm like, okay, at this point, I would have fessed up. I 
could have been like, these two had nothing to do with it. Right. I, I messed up. He says nothing. My dad decides to take initiative. He grabs me like, like, like a bully in a movie. He grabs me by my, my shirt and he throws me, boom, throws me up against the wall. And now I'm like, okay, the cop should step in now because this seems to be some kind of domestic dispute we have going on. But no, he lets it happen and kind of likes it, right? Yeah. Because he's like, then the cop over my dad's shoulder goes, I knew it was him the whole time. To oh, me. Oh, man. He, he just, he said, I don't know what it was about him, but I think he threw the rock. Actually, I know he threw the rock. And I'm like, okay, buddy, you know, you and your, never mind how many months it took you to become a cop. Listen here, I didn't throw the damn rock. My buddy's getting. I'm Jordan, getting Jordan are you dad. a rock thrower? Are you throwing I rocks? Threw rocks? I did throw rocks at semis. I did not throw it at a car, and I did not throw it at a police car. I promise. Were you crying? Yeah, at this time, I'm. I'm pretty much. I'm done. Um, yeah. I mean, I got a cop accusing me of throwing the rock, telling me I'm going to juvie in Carmel, Indiana. I got my dad like literally about to put two fists just straight through my chest. And I got my buddy watching this. That's what I'm saying. He didn't say a word the whole time. He never admitted it to this day. And you know what? I like him. I don't, he'll never admit it, but it's bullshit. So that's, that's my story. Are you guys still no friends? Problems. Kind of, not really. We're, out of those three, I'm close to one of them. The guy who threw it, not close, not real close to anymore. So, yeah, I don't like him either. So let me repeat the question. I asked, tell me about your favorite, your best AAU story. Not the time you almost got arrested, dude. Yeah, but that always pops into my damn head. You know what I'm saying? People are like, so how was AAU? I'm like, well, I almost got arrested in sixth grade. But other than that, it was cool. Favorite AAU did you guys, did you, any, did you travel anywhere cool? Or was it like you weren't on any of these Bahamas trips? No, I wasn't. No, 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 no. I wasn't at that level. There wasn't like Team USA. So I remember Nico was playing like in Italy for a little bit. You guys didn't do that stuff. No, I didn't. Well, well, I didn't get – everybody had the chance. I just didn't get invited to like – those were cool. Like Jake, you, I remember him posting a bunch of stuff in Italy, playing for Team USA. That was dope. Um, I don't know what my favorite AAU moment. Do Do you guys have a favorite AAU moment? No, but I have a question for you about AAU and then I you played Under Armour, and like I, we don't talk, like care about the shoe brands. But like now, it seems like everyone tries to play Nike. Like, did you have to actually like make a decision on that, or was it just like, oh, like my town plays in this circuit, like that's just what I do? No, see, in in Wisconsin, it's it's all divided. If you want to play Nike, at least when I was in uh, AAU, if you wanted to play Nike EYBL circuit, you had to either play for because um, Wisconsin doesn't have generally over over time it doesn't have the biggest talent pool like it doesn't have a big enough pool for nike to put a team like in milwaukee so if you want to play nike you go to chicago or you go to minnesota um and you play for those two nike programs um and i had to choose between either playing for chicago mean streets or my wisconsin playground who was once they got an under armor deal i just wanted to play for them because i think under armor runs the best circuit i think under armors uh i think they'd make quality just product in general and they 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 did it really well i thought like their circuit was yeah. really really good so i made this and you love stuff so that makes sense i was just curious i don't yeah. have any good aau stories i mean all, all the best like i feel like everyone has those things right where it's like playing in the in the pool or like sneaking out of your rooms and going to get food like you think it was so like badass back in the day i remember we like used to always mess around with the ironing board like in the hotel rooms like we would set it up on someone's bed but we we're so funny but like it's not that funny now. I'm looking back on it. <laughs> best aau stories everybody's got fight stories from aau you know what i'm saying like fight breaks out mom punches kid mom punches coach something you know coach punches own player right that happens everywhere yes definitely my my favorite story, I think I've told Tom before, but I played, when I was a freshman, I played DeAndre Jordan in AAU. And we'd heard about, I remember this. we heard about this guy, 6'10", huge, like all American, like he was going to be the man, but you could get in his head. He was a head case. So our big guy was talking trash to him, got in his head and got a first tech. We were all hype. We were, you know, hype, hyping up our guys 
20 minutes later, before halftime, um, we got DeAndre two techs. And two techs, you're out. And, like, right. DeAndre, like, just the way he carried himself was just so dope. He literally, like, like casually, like, walked over to the bench, like, took off his jersey, just took off his jersey, left it on the bench, grabbed the bag, and then just walks out of the gym, like, nonchalant, like, nothing's ever happened. <laughs> like, was- Wait, Spence, who was the tallest kid on your team, on that on that team that played against DeAndre Jordan? How tall was the tallest we kid? Had, we had, like, a 6'9 kid. We had a big fella. Oh, okay, all right. Because so, you reminded me of what we talked about earlier, just like playing terrible, co- like these NBA guys playing terrible competition. It sounds like you weren't the terrible competition, which is great. But some of yeah. these like NBA dudes when they play against like, I mean, like even Zion, right? Like we've been to Zion's games, like the tallest person on the court other than Zion was like 5'11". It's just crazy how that happened. Did you see that little clip of, uh, I don't know what podcast he was doing. JJ Reddick. Uh, did you see it with the, the, little, the little white kid? Who who guarded Zion or whatever? We need to get him on the podcast. He needs to be on our podcast. Yes, the, the kid. Yeah, yeah. What do you think he's doing right now? I'm sure he's like, you know, he's still he's in high school. Was he a freshman at the time? I think he's probably like in his third no. year of college. I think he was about Zion's age. Probably second, third year of college. Goes to South Carolina or some school there. Probably pledged to. We hire him playing playing a pickup ball at the frat house every other Saturday. Um, he's he's definitely in a, a fraternity, right? He got an automatic bid after the video, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we all laugh at that video. Like, Zion really didn't do anything against him. Tom, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Tom, we're not, we're not, you take a lot of outrageous stances, but that's pretty bad. <laughs> let's not – You know, did, like – like, I know Zion laughed at him, got fouled a couple of times, but, like, I didn't see any dunks. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I got to I gotta replay the footage, but I'm pretty sure he dunked on the kid and, like, proceeded to drop, like, 40 points. Okay, but is there anything that we can judge off of, like, like Jordan, I don't think you had the best high school competition ever. Debatable. I've seen, like, Greg Brown played against terrible people. Scotty Lewis at Rainey High School in New Jersey, like they, they played the worst, like it was the worst high school basketball competition I've seen. Uh, our guy Julian Newman scored six thousand points in the state of Florida. I don't know who he was playing. Tommy he Murray, six, he scored six thousand points. I think so. Because he, he played varsity in third grade. Yeah, he did varsity from fifth, third or fifth grade on. Bullshit, six thousand third grade. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how many points he scored in the third grade on varsity. If he scored a single bucket, I'd be impressed. There's no way. Wait, let me confirm. Dude, he was there's videos of it, like the whole, but it was all it was kind of a it was kind of a ploy to get attention, you know? It was like a whole like I'm pretty sure they saw your videos and saw you on Ellen and like Jamie was like, Oh, we can do this. Yeah, Jordan, you're an inspiration. Uh, confirm yeah, those 6,000 career high school points. I'm biting my tongue right now. I'm not even going to get into that. Get into that one. I'm you leaving that one. You score. How many did you score? Like 1,800. Uh, no, over to like 25 or something. Okay, so Julian's three times as good as you. All right, I'm going to go get Jimmy Johns. You guys figure out something to talk. I'm going to grab my food. Hold on. Yo. Oh, shit. What? That is huge. What? Why do I need this big of a sandwich? Jimmy John's the official sponsor of the Subject Change podcast. I've never had Jimmy John's. I thought you were going to dinner. Oh, no. Just be back in like three hours. No. Gotcha. Did I cut out? Um, No, you're great. uh, All right. So I got something to talk about. Um, I'm going to talk about there's seven players, seven right. players in the history who have averaged 20.6 rebounds, six assists, and 1.5 steals per game as rookies. Tyreek Evans, okay. Tyreek Evans, Alvin Adams, Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan. Now, LaMelo Ball. 
Let, let me name those last three again, four again. Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, and LaMelo Ball. Okay, give me, give me the line again. What, what, what's the line? Average what? It's 20 points, six rebounds, and six assists, and 1.5 steals over their first 15 games as a rookie. At basically at the, 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 um, the All-Star break. Okay, so that's absurd, obviously. LaMelo's doing way better than anybody really expected except for Tom. He's underperforming in Tom's mind. He wanted – Tom wanted like 35, 12, and 8. But anyways, it's it's ridiculous. But are we sure how, – how confident are you in the – anytime I see those things where it's like the last person to do this was, you know, Michael Jordan, blah, blah, blah. Because do, do we put a lot of faith in those? Yes or no? Like in terms of trajectory, we think that's where we're going. Go debate for LaMelo at the end of this. This one's tough because like you're also throwing, you also have like three guys I've never heard of in there. It's like, two guys. No, it's Alvin Adams and Tyreek, Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans was a good player. He just yeah. like didn't. He won rookie of the year. Yeah. Which like, I don't get how people win rookie, like him, Michael Carter Williams, like you win it like rookie of the year. And then like, that's the best season you ever have. Like that, that makes no sense to me. Uh, I think it depends Jordan, but I think in this one, you put a lot into it because like, it's, it's strictly based on like numbers. Like it's not, I hate those ones where it's like one off where it's like, he, he's the first rookie to have 37 points in 20 years. It's like, okay, that's like one game. Like he's consistently doing this. And it's not like, it's not like Michael Carter Williams, his rookie year, when you're really like the one player on a bad team who gets the ball. Like he's LaMelo has good players around him. Their team is competing. Like they're not, they're like on the outskirts, but like they're about 500. Like they're, they're a legit team and he's playing out of his mind. This is going to sound so stupid because I'm the biggest LaMelo fan ever, but like I, I don't know if he's going to keep this up. Like, really? I'm very realistic. Like, I thought he was going to be amazing, but, like, I didn't think he was going to shoot 38% from three on, like, six attempts for the game. Like, he shoots a ton of threes and makes them. Yeah, the three- I think he's so confident. Go ahead. No, I, I, the three-point shooting is surprising, but go ahead about his confidence. Dude, I think he's so confident. That if you at this point in his life right now, for whatever reason, because he's handled all the craziness his life has been up until now, or maybe it's just in your DNA. I always think that's interesting whether people think that that's a learned trait or it's just you have it or you don't. You know what I'm saying? But I think he's so confident right now that you could like throw him on like an MLS team and he would score goals. I honestly believe that. And he's never played fucking, you know, soccer in his life. I think you get to a point. Well, there's some people you just watch and you're like, I don't know. He just has that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think it's at every level too. Like, like on a much smaller scale, like I have friends where I'm like, damn, like that person just like sick at everything. Like they just try something and they're good at it. Where like me, I'm like in my head, like neurotic. I'm like, ah, am I good at this? Am I not like stressed out about it? Just different. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a mix of both. I do think it's in his DNA, but I think like he is, he just has confidence out of this world. Um, and you know, it's like, cause like Lonzo was supposed to be just as good, but Lonzo doesn't have like that same confidence. And it might be because, you know, he played with LeBron as a rookie and his come up was a little bit different, um, or not as a rookie, but as a second year, but still like, it's just, the game's so natural to him. It's so easy. Like, yeah. I just see improves though. If, if you're that, oh, go ahead, Jordan. I think Tom's right. Everybody, like, it's a, it's everything is tier based in our world. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, like, you always hear cream of the crop rises to the top. It just whittles down and whittles down and whittles down. Just like you have a billion whatever at the base of a pyramid of basketball players, like in my world. And I was told, like, early on, look, what's your goal? And everybody picks a goal at the pinnacle, whether it's the NBA or, you know, some are just Cal, whatever. Everybody picks that goal and they're like, well, okay, here's the, here's the numbers for you. It starts here and then it just whittles down and whittles down. And same with confidence. I have friends who were 
crazy confident in high school, but then as you go up, you go up another level and you have to have that much more. And I think like, it's a good comparison, like Lonzo Lamelo. like, I don't know how that happens, but they have different levels. You can just see it of confidence. Lamelo looks like he's not even playing in the NBA. He's just playing, I don't know, at 24 hour fitness in LA or Chino where he grew up playing. It's crazy how some people are able to do that. And I doubt he does a whole lot of like reading on, on mental toughness and this and that, like he just has it. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? There's some people that do really put a lot of time into it. What do you think? What do you think per go ahead? I think the biggest thing for him, like in the NBA, why he's doing as well is like, he's, and it was the same thing happened when he was at Spire. Like he's had to do so much stupid stuff growing up and not like, not stupid in the sense where like, it was a bad move, but like, he had to do stuff that no one else was doing. And like, that's like super stressful. Like I'm in Lithuania. You watch a show. He's like miserable there because he has to wake up super early. It's cold. He's like, Oh, like I'm in the NBA now. Like there's nowhere else for me to go. Like I'm like kind of, he's like settled for the first time. I, I think it's all like, I think that has a lot to do with it. He's just like, Oh, like now I get to actually do what I'm supposed to be doing. That makes sense. What, what, do, you, saying, what do you think the perception of him is around the league? Like when, when he takes it, as far as little boying Mike Conley, who's an NBA all-star this year after scoring on him. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice move, but like, what do you think the general perception of him is on the league? Do you think it's like 50, 50, like they love him or hate him? No, I think everyone loves him. I think they love him. That's what I mean though. Spence. This you is what think I'm saying. Mike, Mike Conley like loved it after he did that. No, there's a part of you where you're like, I would imagine, I don't know Mike Conley or how he is and whatever, but there, that's what I mean about LaMelo. And I know we always like clown on Tom for the LaMelo, this or that, but when you're just talking about confidence and like reckless abandonment, that's what he plays with. He plays with reckless abandonment. He did that to Mike Conley. That's what I'm saying. That's something you do to somebody who's like, like a barista and just was playing in 24 hour fitness you know, at, after work at five o'clock, you little boy him, but he does like, he just doesn't have a conscious. And I think, I don't think I know competitors love that. They just love when somebody does that. And it takes somebody cause that's, it takes somebody to do that with a lot of courage because like you said, some, you, you would imagine some people would respond to that with, I hate this kid. He's arrogant, blah, blah, blah. But no, not at that level. They're all so competitive. And when they see a young guy doing it at that level, and not giving a shit, I don't know. You got to respect it. I would love to see him play with I think it's all respect. Oh, yeah. They would be awesome. Did you, did you see it just came out? I don't know who reported this. It feels weird that it just came out. But the Warriors apparently told him, we're going to draft you. And then on draft night, they didn't. I don't know where I saw that. but So it should have been Lamelo, Steph. Clay and Dr- Draymond apparently loves him. Like Draymond's been like talking about him nonstop, but I'm actually, I'm happy he's not on Golden State, even though that's my, Steph's my favorite player. And I, I think Jordan's too, but he's way better off in Charlotte. Could not have gone better. There's not, I don't think there's a better team for him to be on. No, there's not. It's I a mean, good situation. The T-Wolves, he would have, it would have been chaotic. Um, I feel bad for him. Especially me. this year. I mean, yeah, he hasn't played at all, Carl Anthony Towns, because he had COVID and then he had like he has family stuff. D'Lo just got hurt. That would have been a train wreck for him. Yeah. He's really good. He's really, really good. I think everyone respects him. He has to keep shooting well, but he just has like so much fun. And and the only thing that it proves now, I think, that everyone's gonna believe is like they're like if you can play internationally or go play pro somewhere, like the earlier the better. Like you see him. Yeah. Luca, like whether their skills are developed, like they're rare cases, but like they're regardless, they're like comfortable. That's the biggest thing. Like they they are allowed to just play basketball because they're like, oh, I've gone against grown men before. It's like they're already comfortable doing that. Where you see other guys and they're like, even though they're really good, it's like okay, they still have to get used to this. Um, right. So I, I think that's awesome. Hey Jordan, what what's it like uh, knowing you've had an NBA dunk champion on your podcast? Yo, shout out to our boy Anthony. Yo. Anthony. That was crazy. I didn't even know it because I've been during this stretch run. I, I don't go on my like Instagram and stuff, but somebody, one of my managers, 
uh, shout out to Tyler Milchman, was like, hey, your boy won the dunk contest last night. Did you see that? And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Didn't even know the All-Star game was on. And he's like, Anthony, friend of the pod, whatever. Our guy listens to all of our episodes. And uh, and I was like, that's crazy, bro. That's good for him. I'm glad. It Was Cash in it too? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's cash. what I was going to say. Cash didn't tell why didn't he tell us that he was going to be in the dunk contest? I, I truthfully think he didn't know. I think he found out like a week later or two days later. Like, I think they were just like, okay, who's going to actually do it? I bet a lot of people turned it down. Um, yeah, because it, it so felt I, like a very it, weird uh, contest. Yeah. There's a couple of things, though, okay for you jordan so one cassius went first probably had the best dunk of the night and the judges just like weren't ready for it gave him a terrible score and he was just like shot after that like spencer and i but like also the whole entire internet thinks that he got robbed because like he didn't even get to the finals against anthony but so that that was that sucked the other thing is i'm listening i listened to all the talk shows on uh monday that like recap everything and they were like how do you have some kid like cassius stanley that no one even knows i was like cassius stanley has more like social media followers and like half the players in the NBA, like he, like people know him. Like, I'm not saying that he's like a great NBA player and that like he deserved to be there or whatever, but like there were so many people who were saying like, never even like, no one knows who that is. I was like, good amount of people that know who Cassius Stanley is. There's a great amount of people that know who he is. And you're not going to get older guys to do it. You know what I mean? So you got to get guys like Cash, Anthony, these young guys who they're only going to do the dunk contest maybe one or two times after that they're just like i don't know you get bored with it you just don't get vets to do it very often and like you said they were saying that they didn't want cash in the dunk contest or they thought it wasn't like right or something what were they saying i'm confused they're just saying like you need big names in it and like cash stanley is like no one knows who he is i, I just looked he has six hundred thousand instagram followers which is like more than half the nba but i'm sad you didn't watch steph curry had like probably the best three-point shooting contest performance ever You've been in a three-point shooting contest. What, what is that? Yeah, you, you put like cargo shorts one day. That was annoying. I've been so cocky. I've been in a three-point shooting contest against Steph. Fact. How how'd you do? And I took him just two rounds. We had to we tied and had to do a second shootout. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, got to hold on to that one for the rest of my life. I got a picture. I got a picture of it. I'll have to send it in. But Was that at, um, like, Steph camp? Was, uh, what was that at? Yeah, it was at his camp. So we had, like, um, the players did a did a, a shootout or whatever, and then um, the the winner got to go against Steph. And it was just, like, at halftime or whatever in, uh, in Oakland. It was so fun. It was crazy. Sorry, I'm just picking up my sandwich here. No, it, um, it was cool to watch. Yeah. He, he, like, absolutely dominated it. Um, but it was cool to see that. Is, is there any tricks being in a three-point contest, shooting off a rack? Make the bitch. I don't know. Just shoot. You, as soon as you start overthinking, like, guys just go, they miss a few, and then they lose their mind. I mean, I learned that now in college, too. Like, shooting in college is so much different than shooting in – in high school, especially when you're, you know, five nine, you know, the 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 game is uh, so much faster. Your windows are so much smaller. But at the end of the day, you have to just understand. And my grandfather always used to try to preach this to me. You know, God rest his soul. Before he passed, he was like, "You got to realize you're still playing basketball. You're playing the same game that you were playing since you were like five years old. All right, so the shots the same way. Everything's the same. And that's the hardest thing. And going back to the Lamelo, you know, stuff." is he plays the exact same way no matter what. That is what separates good players from great players, in my opinion, is if you can play the exact same way, not get sped up, all this stuff, that's why, you know, you got the guys at the top of the lottery that they do that. They play the same way in high school as they do now, and they'll play the same way in college or in the NBA as they did in college if they end up being great. But I don't know. I mean, you see it in the NBA all the time. Like, once players lose their confidence or, like, get in their own heads, like, it's all downhill. Um, and gone. when they don't, like, the game – when the game comes easy, they play well. Yeah, this this game is 
I don't know, people throw out percentages all the time, but if I had to throw my own out, I would honestly say 90 to 95% mental. I mean, especially as you, as you get into college basketball, because the physical is great, but even the worst player on a college basketball team, if you put him against, not every team, but if you put the worst player on a college basketball team and the best player on that team one-on-one, -on -one, they're both going to get each other at certain times. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying the worst player is going to beat them or anything like that, but even our guys, when you look at minutes wise, our guy who plays, you know, a half minute a game over the season to, you know, deuce, if they played one-on-one, -on -one, he's going to get them. Like at some point he's going to get them. They're going to go back and forth because then it just goes back and it throws you back into just childhood, basic, the game of basketball. There's just these slight intangibles and then all the mental stuff that separate everybody. That's the craziest thing is, is you get to watch it. And people don't understand. They're like, oh, yeah. he fell off or he fell off or he did this or that. And he's not the same. It's the same guy. He's just, you know, he's just trying to figure out the the 95% that didn't matter as much, you know, in, in high school because you could get away with it. No, that makes sense. You've been in March Madness once, right? Did you make it your freshman year? Zero no, time. Never. Wow. So this is your first time. That's cool. Everybody on this pod has been in the NCAA tournament the same amount of times. Okay, yeah. well, you're like two weeks out. Um, you played against a lot of like the best teams now. Jalen Suggs at Gonzaga, Cade at Oklahoma State, Mac at Texas Tech, all these different places. I'm going to put you on the spot. Outside of West Virginia, who is the best player on any of the teams you guys have played? College basketball, not like NBA potential. You guys have played against like every good team in the country. I'm looking at it right now. The only guy you haven't played is like Garza at Iowa. I'm not going to answer it. All right, fine. Jordan Jordan is playing all these top teams in the country. He's played against a lot of them. Cade at Oklahoma State. He played Jalen Suggs at Gonzaga. I watched the game last night. I officially think Jalen Suggs is like the best college basketball player in the country. I don't – I just do. Who uh, – Jordan can't answer, but Spencer, in your estimation, who's the best player in college basketball right now? Not like projecting to the NBA. Yeah, I um, so projected for the NBA. I think Cade is is that guy, but I think Jay, I think Jalen Suggs is like the guy. Like if I was playing on any team in the country, like I want I want Jalen running my offense. He's just he he's. I didn't so see it. fluid. I didn't see this coming. Like, and I think that's why I like like it so much is because like. We had him at the takeover. We covered him all through high school, but he played football and he was like constantly hurt, like from football injuries, basketball injuries. Now he's just focused on basketball and like he's just so smooth. I think like you hit it around the head. It's like he passes well. He does, and I think Gonzaga is going to win it all. If not for if West Virginia doesn't, I think Gonzaga will. Well, I, th I think it was hard. Right. He was always, when we were covering him, he was always the other Jalen. Like there was Jalen Green and he was the unicorn. And then there were Suggs who, like, oh, he was good. He could do – he had all these tricks in his bag. But, like, we were just infatuated with Jalen Green. And and I think you hit it nail in the coffin. Like, he was also, like, juggling football, too. He was, like, a five-star football player and still – yet still a top five basketball player in the country. Then you hang up the cleats and you're like, okay, I'm doing this. Like, can dedicate a lot. I think – I do think – I don't think he was as good. I don't think he was as good when he was juggling both sports. And when you give it up and dedicate six months to just basketball, like, that much can change. No, it is cool. I think March Madness – I think this is going to be one of the crazier years because we haven't – I don't think you went as locked into college basketball as in years past, but, like, there's actually a lot of stars. Like each team has like a guy, like whether it's like Evan Mobley at USC, you got Mac at Texas, like each team kind of has those people. And then you have some of those like constant teams like Virginia and all, and like West Virginia, I think is really well balanced. So I, uh, I'm very, I actually am like excited for March Madness and I usually like don't really care to be honest. So Suggs, Suggs played football, obviously. And yeah. in high school, everyone knows that. I'm sure I don't watch a whole lot of West Coast games because it's past my bedtime. But I'm sure they put it on there, like his little pictures from high school and he was a quarterback. They do it with our guy Deuce too all the time. But anyways, if you had to if you if you weren't playing basketball, like if it wasn't basketball growing up, 
if there was one sport you could go pro in that's not basketball, what would it be and why? I mean, if I'm a lock to be a pro, you just make so much money playing baseball. Like, if you're sick. But it's that's really hard. And, and you don't, like, you don't, and, like, the injury thing. But, but, like, I grew up playing football, so I'm going to say football is because, like, I like football a lot. But, like, as a, like, smart-wise, baseball is probably a smarter option. Yeah. So, financially, you're going to choose baseball. Financially, baseball, but come on. Th- like, third-string quarterback on an NFL team. So yeah. I want to be third string. I don't want to get in the game. I want to be I want to be quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Like life sounds pretty chill. So I tell Sorry. you I tell you you're a lock pro and the first thing you want to do is be a backup to a backup. You want to be a third string quarterback in Dallas. All right. Hey, it's each is so, like uh what's that? Blue Mountain State, Alex Moran. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. want to enjoy my that. life, you know, get a little bag, you know, be that guy, but, like, not really have the pressure and deal with the pressure. Spence Dude, there was like, guys in the, NFL, like Alex Moran. In, the, in the NFL this past season because of COVID, like, they would pay quarterbacks, like, third-string quarterbacks, just to sit at home. So you couldn't come to practice. Like, that's what you got paid for. Because if the quarterback room, if one guy got COVID, this none of them could play. That's the best so, job like, you could like – like, dude, I think there was a guy, I think the Tennessee Titans, like, third string quarterback lived in LA, like, and just stayed in LA and, like, was, was, uh, was staying inside. Like, that, yeah, I'm sure. If you really want, if you want to be like, go above and beyond, be like an A plus student. Uh, Jordan, did you ever think about playing a second sport in high school? Uh, um, try to think of what you no, would play. No, but here is 100%. I think the best. Like if you could be a lock pro, golf. If I could be a pro golfer, uh, I honestly yeah. think that's the, the best possible route. You know what I mean? They, I, they're not. You don't have to like fit like a body type. There's no like prime body type. It's just about how good you are. You're gonna have a smoking hot wife because every golfer, you notice that they all have smoking hot wives, all of them, every single one, some of them more than one, but we won't talk about that, but you, you get a smoke hot wife and you don't get hit. You don't get hit ever. You know what I mean? You can, you can drink beer and play. John Daly showed us that you could do that. He did whatever the hell he wanted and was a, was a goat. So I just think golf, if, if you really had to pick one sport to be a lock pro in my kid immediately, I'm gonna be like, look, I gave you the genetics you needed to be, you know, NBA is going to be tough. Trust me. Uh, football going to be tough. Trust me. And you only play two years anyways, unless you're Tom Brady. Uh, baseball, whatever. But I'm just going to put a golf club right in your hand from two years old and just start chipping. You know what I'm saying? Golf would be the best sport to go pro in. Okay. I got, I got you beat. I got you beat. The one sport with less, the less movement, just as much drinking and actually smoking are encouraged on this sport. Professional poker player. Poker. Boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. I I'm like playing that. for okay. the big dollars. All I'm right. smoking a big cigar like Ben Affleck, you know, and just the 10, what's it called? The $10 million, uh, all the, you know, one, you know, Texas Hold'em. I want to touch felt okay. so badly right now. I love a good casino. Dude, Tom is a, Tom is a gambler. <laughs> you a gambler, time, Tom? I love. I I grew up. I grew up in the card game. Family just loves to throw around some cards. Jesus, I, you sound like you grew up like in the mob. I grew up in the mo- in the card game. Like every back time I've hit, I've, every time I've hit the tables with Tom, it's probably been like three or four times, especially back in our Vegas days. Uh, I lose like two hundred dollars in seven minutes. And he always wins. He always, always goes up. Like, just he, he's, got, he's got a hot hand. It would be interesting to be a professional poker player just considering your job is also, like, a very crippling and dangerous addiction. Let's not, you know, forget. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's got to be a weird balance for sure. But if you're good, you're it's good. It's cool once you get to that level. But, like, to get there, like, to – like when you don't have any money like risk it like when you're not like getting paid to do stuff like 
that feels really hard. I I cannot I cannot get to that. Point. Okay, pro pro uh, player or pro gamer. I can't be a gamer. I can't sit and stare at a screen. I mean, I know I sit and stare at my phone screen, but like and hear those jabbering like little thirteen year olds in my ear, I would literally knock myself out. Jordan can game. He loves gaming. Yeah, I could game. I don't, I haven't game. I haven't played. I haven't even turned my Xbox on in probably a month and a half. But I can. But poker is so much cooler. So much cooler. You got to feel like a badass. You know what I'm saying? You have to wear glasses to work. Like you said, you're smoking a cigar, drinking a little whiskey. That's. I mean, that's definitely the coolest sport. Are we doing sport? Are we call? We're we gonna go sport with this. Yeah, lying. Lying is. Yeah. Like the the better a liar you are, the better you are at the game. So messed up. Great. Okay, now now we're just getting a lot of different moral <laughs> dilemmas going on in our profession for sure. No, that's that's cool. What was I just gonna say though? Um, damn it. Oh, you're screen. In- oh god. Screen time, Tom. Pick up your phone right now and tell me. Tell me. Show me the screen time right now. I don't. Don't. Add, don't. I'll just tell you, it's over 10 hours. It's over 10 hours. No, I want to see it. I want to be baffled. I want to see it. It's not, it's not not like that. Cause I I only text on my computer. I don't use my phone to text. Look, it's only nine hours today. That's still crazy. Hold Hold on, line it up, Tom. Line it up, Tom. I want your face and the screen to be in it. Tom, hold on. Let it focus. Let it focus. Say something so it goes. I want to see this. Yo, it's nine hours. It's not that bad. Dude, that's nine hours and five crazy. minutes. That's a it's lot. It's not even eight o'clock where you are, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, that's true. No. I, to be honest, like I am on my phone a lot. Yeah, like I'm not trying to say I'm not, but I am on my computer. So like my computer screen time is probably just as high. Cause I, I, te- I text from my computer. I don't text on my iPhone anymore. I just like, I don't like to. There's just like a, like a thing you decided to do. Spence, where are we at? Five I send like, oh, I send over a thousand texts a day. Like, I can't do it on my thumb. It's Jordan is only going to be like four hours. Five hours is a lot, I feel like, even for me. I'm trying to think why I was yeah, on three and a half. I thought you were doing – that's not bad, Jordan. That's pretty good. What are you on? Nope. Three, three, three and, and a half. half. My, goal, my goal is to get it – my goal is to get it under two consistently. Yeah, I'm not happy with this five hours and 40 minutes today. I need to uh, – Isn't it funny how that affects you? Isn't it funny how that affects at 13. You were at 13 hours? Yeah, the beginning of COVID. Um, is it, it was bad. Okay. I, I was mad at myself. I was going to say, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but, like, how do you – how does that, like, feel – like, I get pissed anytime the thing gets over, like, five. I'm like, what am I doing, right? Yeah. Um, but it's your the job. The time doesn't bother me as long as it's, like, doing well. Like there was a time during code where like I wasn't doing a good job at my job. And I was like, I'm spending all the time on my phone, not even like same thing as basketball. Like, you spend 10 hours in the gym and then you play bad. Like you're going to be pissed. But if you spend 10 hours in the gym and then have a good game, you're going to be hyped. Like you're not going to care about those 10 hours. Yeah. I feel you for sure. I just thought it was funny because Spence is looking at his phone. He was like pissed off. He's like, he's arguing, he's like yelling at himself internally. Like get off yeah. your damn phone. I'm, I'm setting a, yeah, he's mad. I'm setting a timer right now, so I don't do that anymore. I'm very upset. Wait, there's a setting. There's a setting where you can set a timer. Yeah, downtime. I'm learning about it right now. Every day. This is the moral dilemma. The moral dilemma I have, and and Spencer and I have talked about this, like, because it is too much. But ultimately, what I'm trying to do, in some ways, is like I have a team, like a social team, and it's like if I'm not on there the most, like then I don't feel like I am like being a good like doing a good job you know what i mean yeah but Spencer would tell you you have to like delegate better and like let other people help and, and he's right also in that regard but so that's kind of how i think about it but anyways enough about my phone you're in you're in kansas right now right you're there for like two weeks and then you're going to indiana for a month two months yeah missouri so we're gonna play here and then we're gonna get on a plane and then we're gonna go to indianapolis 
which is where the entire NCAA tournament will be held. Which I don't. That's gonna be weird. Weird to me. Weird to me. Too bad they didn't pick Texas. Um, selfishly, with all the stuff going on in terms of like at least loosening uh, of restrictions, uh, you can feel how you want about it. But if it was in Texas, I just feel like it'd be more normal. A little bit. People are enjoying it. They're socializing. They can do it safely. But I wish because like I think the girls NCAA is in like San Antonio or something like that. I think it's in Texas. Yeah, I think so. But anyways, that's awesome. But we're going to Indy, and it, I mean it should be interesting. I'm I feel like they're gonna be so crazy about COVID there, just because crazy. like they have all the. If one team gets it, like do they shut the whole tournament down? Like it's like like that's gonna. I don't think people are talking about that enough. Well, yeah, it's it's insane. Even here at the Big Twelve tournament, you're thinking like we're, we don't even get locker rooms, so you don't get to. I don't know where we're gonna go at halftime tomorrow. That'll be interesting, but we don't get locker rooms. We uh. Because if we go in there at 10 a.m. game and then the next game Baylor comes in, somebody tests positive on our end, they have to um, assume, I guess, that that Baylor was exposed or something. It's craziness, dude. But, yeah, we're going to Indy, and it should be fun. It's just kind of a different different feel, way different feel. Yeah. Are we going to – like, are you going to be able to talk to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do for sure at least one episode – Hopefully we're in Indy for three, four weeks and we make it. All right, so we won't make our picks now. You'll make your what? I, I wanted to, I was going to ask Spencer who's going to win it all, but we'll wait until you're in India, in Indy. To yeah, yeah, we got to wait till Selection Sunday. You got to get all, all, the, all the, the automatic bids, a chance to get in and everything. The field is set, but then we will make a choice. Tom, me and you, you guys up. win. Yes, we need a racket. Yeah, we got to. Me and Spencer will also put a bet. We you will also make a bet. Yeah, yeah we can not do. Jordan. Hey, if you win all your games here, what is it? Four games to win the Big Twelve tournament? Uh three, three for us. Twenty-one and the, eight. Yeah, that no, that puts us at twenty-two eight. and eight. No, no, twenty-one and eight. You're right. You're right. You're right. You could get a two seed. If if we win the Big Twelve tournament, if we win the Big Twelve tournament, we're a lock two seed. A lock. It's not even yeah, uh, yeah, in yeah. my mind. If you win the yeah, whole no, thing, I think, that, I think you're right. Because that means on our side, we go through, we beat Baylor, and then we beat whoever comes out on the other side. We beat Oak State, who is now like a, I don't even know what they're ranked now, but they got to be up there. So, yeah, they're 12, and you guys are 10. Yeah, you'll be a two seed for sure. Wow, nice, good season, man. Not over. We need to we need to make some noise here in March, but it will be fun. Um, let's. Uh, I think we can we can jump out of here, fellas. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, man. Good luck. Good luck Thank tomorrow. Good talking to you. Yeah, it was good to good to catch up.